0: Giant robot Smashing into Other Giant robots.
1: This is the Giant Robot Smashing Into Other Giant Robots podcast, where we explore the design, development, and business of great products. I'm your host, Chad Patel, and with me today is Emily Bana, Managing Director of Thoughtbot's Liftoff team. Emily, thanks for joining me. Thank you. So at this point, we've talked with a few of the different managing directors at Thoughtbot about their teams and Liftoff is one of the largest teams that we have, and so what is it that Liftoff actually does? Uh,
0: Liftoff is focused in on really leaning into kind of uh, the core of of Thoughtbot. We work with uh, new founders um, launching new products, or work with existing companies that want to build out a new service or a new like open up a new area to kind of generate revenue for their business. But I think the thing that ties Liftoff together is that we are starting at ground zero, <laughs> building upon an idea and actually building the first version product and getting it out into the marketplace.
1: And oftentimes those are pretty significant endeavors, right? The last episode that came out with was with Dawn and Ignite, who is more on the validation early stage getting things to that are fairly straightforward into market as quickly as possible usually you know in a matter of months but liftoff is the the endeavors are are usually quite a bit more significant than that right
0: yeah I would say that the difference um, between sort of validation we're sort of beyond the stage of validation we're mm-hmm. sort of working with clients who are Ready to build foundation. They really need to put in the infrastructure that's going to take their product and get it ready to scale into the future. so they're they're they really need to kind of make that investment into the longer term strategy. They need to know what's realistic to build first, <laughs> but they also have to keep an eye on sort of the long road ahead of building something that, you know, can be something that can set out to grow down the road as well.
1: I guess another way of putting it is that Ignite often works with brand new teams, brand new companies creating something for the first time. And Liftoff typically works with existing companies who have existing significant revenue who want to do something new, either a new business or a new product or maybe they have an existing web product and they're going into mobile for the first time. That's another way of putting it, right?
0: It could be. I think that it is, you know, when people are ready to kind of move into the liftoff space, it's it's about having the investment, the right kind mm-hmm. of funding to kind of move in that direction. It is, you know, sometimes we do work with new founders that have a significant amount of funding, but a lot of times it is folks that are at the enterprise level that are building a new service line. You know, they've got validation and market research already done and they're sort of building out a completely new line of business that Mm -hmm. they need to explore and um, set, new foundation in place.
1: Mm -hmm. Do you have some examples of clients that have been projects of Liftoff?
0: Yeah, um, we've been doing a lot of really interesting work in the health tech space, a lot of interest in kind of improving uh, patient experience. Mm -hmm. So um, we worked with a company called Relias in terms of moving them into a new service line that they'd never been in before, um, really kind of focusing on improving patient care for therapists, a physical therapy therapist. We've also um, worked with an organization called Groups Recover together, building out a mobile application for an organization that helps people recover from substance abuse um, and we've also are working with a organization called Arasti um, that is also uh, an organization that helps in the physical therapy space. So improving patient exercises or rehabilitation through, you know, uh, an improved mobile experience, virtual experience to kind mm-hmm. of improve overall patient outcomes.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's not a coincidence that a lot of the projects that we work on in liftoff are in the health tech space because that combination of like you were saying a a lot of what liftoff does is really build products that are complex and that are going to scale and have a certain scale fairly quickly and need to really think about more of a platform that's going to be iterated upon into the future and once you get into like a highly regulated industry, like health or finance or something, there are so many factors at play, especially if you're an existing business going in to that. Like there's lots to consider. The projects are more complex. And so having a team of people that are focused on working in that kind of environment and know the challenges of doing that and an integrated design and development team who's comfortable operating in that space. I, I think that that's why that it's not a coincidence.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think there's also just a lot of great energy in that space right mm-hmm. now to kind of um, move it to the next level. And, and to I mean, to be honest, like the pandemic really accelerated the need for improvements in patient engagement um, and allowing therapists or physicians to be able to care for patients in a virtual setting right It also is true um, just not just in health tech but as you mentioned as well we've been actively um, working with a lot of fintech companies as well um, you know uh, building out mobile experiences um, for companies that are helping people, get out of debt or working in even some of these new areas like cryptocurrency and things that are highly changing pretty rapidly in in the marketplace and being able to respond to that but you know kind of working in a a really uh, complex environment some particular industries that have specific compliance security needs um, in order to kind of be able to serve their customers in a safe way. So kind of working through a lot of those challenges is what's really important um, in having a team that can kind of navigate through those Mm -hmm. levels of complexity.
1: Yeah. I've talked with the other managing directors about the benefits of, of our new focused teams and how, working on a similar kind of project allows you the team members to focus. The other aspect of it is, you know, there there's parts of what we did under the studio model. And it may have been like, you know, there'd be one liftoff project within I, I think we should mention that you used to be the managing director of the Durham studio. And, you know, it was a relatively small team working with local clients. And so you may only have one of these kinds of clients a year um, or maybe even less. And so building up an expertise, but also meeting the needs of those particular clients is, you know, there there wasn't enough work there, for example, to hire someone with a specific skill set or knowledge if it's only going to be, you know, few and far between. And that's been true in Liftoff because, you know, we used to at Thoughtbot not really have product managers. Everyone was designers and developers. And that was because only a subset of our projects really needed um, a product manager at the table. Um, For the most part, a lot of those smaller projects or the boost style Mm -hmm. projects are just developers or designers working directly with a stakeholder, and so within LiftOff, we've built a product management practice because of that specialized need within these kinds of projects, right?
0: Um, yeah, I think just like you said, you know, the uh, ability to kind of really focus in on uh, the first version product, uh, um, is kind of looking at ways that we could improve our process there and provide more support that's really needed for these kinds of engagements. So what we have seen um, with the more complex MVPs, a lot of these clients, they need reliability. Um, They need to know that what they're building is the, um, they need to have more support in terms of The management of that, having someone who's dedicated to um, being able to straddle between the the business objectives and working with the team, kind of navigating some of these more complex uh, compliance issues, security issues, and keeping that on track. Uh, Also, uh, you know, extend, we've been leaning into uh, improving our practices uh, around defining what first version product is. Um, we've you know we' we've leveraged uh, we've been using design sprints to kind of really help align both business owners and the team to kind of determine, you know what are the biggest risk factors. Um, you know how do we define sort of what we're actually going to build and start building that roadmap? and we've been leaning into those best practices and and actually improving upon it. and so, we've looked at that and kind of built out a discovery sprint that is not just a week long, but you know really takes, extends that out to about three weeks to give us more time to do more user research, um, dive a little deeper uh, through the design sprint exercises, but then um, bring in engineering, uh, bring in a, an interdisciplinary team to kind of look at the problem from both a product management point of view, a design point of view, and a development point of view to kind of really uh, determine uh, the first version product roadmap um, and kind of give more clarity to our clients, a clearer sense of what we can accomplish in the first.
1: I can speak to this firsthand because I, I was advising or and working on a project that started before we reorganized into teams and effectively playing that role but as the project went on not that we you know did a terrible job but it became overwhelming for me with my other responsibilities and spending a couple of days a week a couple of days a week is sufficient on a smaller project but on a much larger project, it's essentially a full-time job to do all of that work. <laughs> and I just didn't have enough time to be able to do that, let alone then provide a real active management of the roadmap six plus months out. Like so a very lightweight process with not a lot of definition works when you know that period is then over in six to 12 weeks and you have something in in the market. When you're trying to plan and trying to coordinate work and trying to give clarity around a product and everything that's six plus months out, it's a, it's a whole nother ballgame and it requires a whole nother level of effort. And the clients want that. And so being able to give it to them not only makes them more successful and more confident and feeling like they have that reliability, it also then puts our team in better supported set up for success and that kind of thing because they're they have what they need the client has what they need and everyone's able to really come together and collaborate on building building and launching a great product
0: yeah I think we you know we're always looking at ways that we can improve our process and as we are uh, taking on more of these sort of complex projects um, kind of recognizing the need for this role um, What's really exciting is that the interest in the product management role, it's been an opportunity also for our team members. We've had two senior developers who've wanted to move into that role. Uh And it's been an amazing transformation of with their, uh, similar to you, having that background, the hands-on background of understanding what it means to be A developer on a project, but then being able to transition to sort of a different role in the project, um, get more involved on the business side of things. But that's been extraordinarily successful in making that transition and providing the support that the team needs in order to be successful. So in some ways, it's like, we were trying to kind of do that job um, without really kind of defining it. But now that it's been defined, just recognizing the value that that role plays on these types of projects and just kind of seeing the opportunity to kind of even improve it.
1: I wanted to tell you all about something I've been working on quietly for the past year or so, and that's Agency U. Agency U is a membership-based program where I work one-on-one with a small group of agency founders and leaders toward their business goals. We do one-on-one coaching sessions and also monthly group meetings. We start with goal setting, advice, and problem solving based on my experiences over the last 18 years of running ThoughtBot. As we progress as a group, we all get to know each other more and many of the AgencyU members are now working on client projects together and even referring work to each other. Whether you're struggling to grow an agency, taking it to the next level and having growing pains, or a solo founder who just needs someone to talk to, in my 18 years of leading and growing ThoughtBot, I've seen and learned from a lot of different situations, and I'd be happy to work with you. Learn more and sign up today at thoughtbot.com agencyu. That's A-G-E-N-C-Y, the letter U. So we have actually, we have a bunch of positions open in Liftoff, but the product management is is one of those positions that's, that we're looking for people, right?
0: Yeah. So really, uh, the product, we are actually opening up a position for director of product management because the role is so critical to the work that we're doing, just like develop. I feel like we're kind of extending our design and development model, but then adding this third tier of product management, which is just as important in terms of the kind of team that works best for these types of projects. It's having that interdisciplinary core of, product management, design, and development working together for new, new new, products. A lot of it is like really having that sort of high-level oversight, you know, the business strategy sort of integrated in with the folks that can specialize in the development and the design piece. Having to look at the problem from those three different points of view just provides a level of reliability for clients that they just can't get with a sort of single point of view.
1: What is the size of the product management team now?
0: Right now, let's see. I think we've got about five, we have like four or five product managers, active Mm -hmm. product managers right now.
1: So tell us more about the ideal director of product management what do you think that they would be able to lead a team that size while also evolving our product management process and doing product management themselves
0: yeah i think um bringing in somebody who uh can help us improve our product management process specifically for first version products um really looking at it and really shaping it and kind of Pulling in the best practices and and really shaping it for the clients that we have, I think is one thing I'm looking for the director to do. I'm also looking at the director to upskill our team. Like I said, there's a lot of folks that like developers and designers that are actually interested in moving into that role and kind of building up a potential career pathway for folks that may want to move into that area and to ensure that they are successful with that role. And then growing the team. We're hoping to kind of be able to, I think we've got five active projects right now, like being able to grow our projects um, and to grow the team so that we can support those kinds of projects uh, on an ongoing basis. So, really kind of extending that out and then working collaboratively with our design and development directors to kind of look at how we can kind of collectively put together best practices around first version products.
1: Awesome. Well, what's on your radar now? What's next for Liftoff besides hiring a director of product management?
0: (laughs) That's definitely number one. I think what is up next is Really focusing in on teamwork, uh, how do we work collectively as a team? Are there ways to improve our process to better serve our clients? We've done a lot of things in the past year. Like I had mentioned before, we've improved our design sprints and extended them to become discovery sprints. Uh, you know, Those are just sort of names, but it's really sort of the beginning stages of kicking off a project more successfully. Looking at ways that we can improve our customer experience and being able to serve clients in a better way, improving our product management across the board for all our projects, looking at ways that throughout the first version product for our clients, what other ways can we better support our clients, Um, either through uh, go-to-market strategies or helping them recruit permanent team members onto their team. But I think what's next for Liftoff is really examining how we service clients and, and looking at ways that we can actually make it even better.
1: Cool. Well, I I want to change gears a little bit and and ask you about you. So, you know, <laughs> you... Your background, I I think it's important to say, is as a as a designer, right?
0: Uh, yeah, that's one of my backgrounds. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, you have a, a varied background, but what were you doing when you when you joined Thoughtbot and moved into the managing director role, and and how has this how has that evolved over time?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's. It's really interesting. Um, I mean, I have, you know, you're always kind of leaning into something. And as you kind of look back at your past, even if it doesn't seem to make sense, you're kind of always sort of gravitating to something that is sort of your North Star. Before I um, joined ThoughtBot, I actually ran my own agency, which was called UX Shop. And, you know, it was a, a team of one. It was me you know, as I was sort of building up that agency, I recognized that I couldn't do it all. <laughs> I wasn't just a like the type of projects that I wanted to work on were more complex. And so when I started, you know, UX shop, I, I would be pulling in talent to kind of create the type of team that would make that project more successful. It was hard to continually do that in a way where I had to recruit talent and you know secure projects as well so without having them as permanent employees when i joined thoughtbot it was sort of an opportunity where i had access to amazing talent and i could kind of really focus in on you know building that first off doing it in the raleigh Durham office you know where we went from a team of four to i think we grew the team to about nine and kind of starting to kind of really grow that office to transitioning to um, this new model where we went from a team of nine to, I think we are, I don't know the exact number, but I think it's like 25, 28. We're Mm -hmm. growing we're heading toward the 30 mark. So it's a significantly larger team with the ability to really focus in on the kind of projects that I actually really love, which is new product design and development, um, but going after those more complex projects. And I think like when I start looking back at my own career, it's just starting to see patterns of the same focus, but sort of the opportunity to kind of Dive into it in a in a bigger way, in a more challenging way, and started to tackle that. so thoughtbot's really given me the opportunity to to take that sort of ambition and and actually apply it with the opportunity to kind of have a, the talented team to be able to execute on those types of projects.
1: How has going from you know a team of one to a team of four to a team of nine to a team of pushing thirty, Are there things that you've needed to evolve in your own skill set or experiences?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think um, certainly building leadership skills, understanding how to kind of work through a lot of challenges on what makes a team work really well together, um, making sure that that we've got those sort of guidelines and structures in place. You know, there's a lot of things that I've, I've kind of grown just being, just having the opportunity to work through some of those challenges. But also, in some ways, growing to a larger team has made some things a little easier. Um, but it was nice having sort of that progression from a smaller team to a larger team. I don't know if I would have been as successful with growing to a team of thirty right off the bat without sort of being able to work in sort of that smaller space kind of you know learn my lessons um, and then kind of build upon those and you know kind of grow that unit get better at what I was doing so it's hard to kind of like see like the reason why liftoff is really starting to thrive like kind of understanding that that foundation is built upon a lot of sort of trial and error and, and just sort of, you know, learning how to navigate um, and improve my own personal leadership
1: skills. Are there any particular resources that you called upon in order to do that?
0: So certainly kind of reaching out to um, folks who are in similar positions. Um, There's a strong community here where I live in Durham talking to a lot of founders or folks in the leadership space who are growing teams. I've had some coaching with executive coaching that's helped quite a bit, um, especially when I've been in situations that I just wanted to make sure that I was handling them in the right way. And then, of course, having access to, to the folks at ThoughtBot like you, Chad, and people that I can talk to, and get advice on how to navigate tricky situations have all been, you know, contributing to my education and making me a better sort of leader in, in, in this space.
1: Would you recommend coaching to other people?
0: I would. I mean, I think it's a real opportunity for you to um, there's a lot of things that you don't really know that you don't know. <laughs> And there's a lot of ways of approaching things in a different way on how you communicate that is the difference between really getting through and solving a problem versus sort of having, you know, a situation arise and escalate and become problematic. And a little, it's a little bit of like just understanding how to frame things in a thoughtful way. It's also an opportunity to kind of understand that sometimes you just need to have some space to think before responding, um, and just mm-hmm. sort of giving you the, um, you know, just sort of understanding how to navigate complexity, especially in in today's world where leadership is like there's so much there's so much going on, you know, transitioning to remote, there's different things that are pulling at us at different in different aspects, and just really understanding the human element of your teams. So having someone who you can talk to in a in a way that you can share those ideas and, and get a different perspective, I think is is really helpful.
1: Yeah. Well, if folks want to get in touch with you or um, or lift off, um, what's the best places for them to do that?
0: Well, there's always my email. Emily at ThoughtBot.com. I mean, I think uh, just reaching out to me directly um, is the the best place. I'm I'm always happy to talk about Liftoff or have an intro coffee call with folks that are interested in what we do. So that's the best way to get in touch with me.
1: Excellent. You can subscribe to the show and find notes for this episode at giantrobots.fm. If you have any questions or comments, email us at hosts at giantrobots.fm. You can find me on Twitter at CPytel. This podcast is brought to you by ThoughtBot and produced and edited by Mandy Moore. Thanks for listening and see you next time.